Guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, I've got an interesting one today in that I've brought on some normal people just to chat about uh, Bitcoin and their experience with it. So all these guys have worked with crypto with Dini. So I suppose I've personally orange pilled them, but we wanted to get some feedback. It was actually Kevin's idea. We always have like CEOs on and, and owners of businesses on. And uh, it was like, just, just get some normal people's perspective. And I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because most people who listen to the podcast are normal people. So uh, I want to introduce uh, Mark, Stephen, Cole, and Kevin. Welcome, lads. Hi, how's it going? Hi, folks. This, this, this might be the guy's first, uh, first appearance on, on, on such a global, huge podcast. So it could be a bit nervous for the lads. <laughs> Um, yeah. I suppose we'll start with you, Stephen. Uh, give us your, give us your, give us your, your story into Bitcoin. What, why did you start, or how did it start? Yeah, I, I think I started. It's not long ago now. It's it's over a year, so I'd say it was the start of twenty twenty one. Back then, and I'd say it was the same. It's the same for a lot of people coming in. You just hear about Bitcoin. You want to put your money in, and you want to see your money gain in value over you know a short time that that was my my at the start that's what all i wanted i just wanted to see look is this is by putting my money in going to increase my the value of my money that was basically it and then as i started i had a lot of time at night to kind of watch youtube videos and i started to immerse myself into the whole uh, educating yourself on bitcoin and everything around it and as soon as that started happening it, it just started and I think it's possibly the same with the lads and everyone it just started literally uh, blowing my mind Dinny. I came across you then on Facebook and your enthusiasm the stuff you were coming out with the explanations uh, the Bitcoin kind of ethos that was all starting to um, drive me even further so from that time Bitcoin, I think it was kind of going down at that stage. So I was saying, I'm losing money here. Jesus, what am I going to do? Uh, this, this is, this mightn't be for me. But at the same time, I was starting to increase my knowledge. So I knew there's a kind of a bigger picture here. Um, just, um, I want to just put this in as well. So before Bitcoin, I had kind of looked at the health and nutrition side of things and started to gain knowledge on that. Um, so I was quite good on that uh, as regards the diet heart hypothesis, cholesterol and all the, the con and all the crack that's going on and we were being kind of duped. So I, I knew that. And then as, as my knowledge in Bitcoin improved, it, everything kind of got together and it started color, uh, cor correlating. And I was just dumbfounded, to be honest. I, YouTube and Greg Foss, Danny Collins, Jeff Booth, Safelina Moose, all these guys just YouTubing, endless listening to podcasts, watching videos. Um, and by that stage, I, I knew that, that, that hodling, hodling was the game, stick your money in. And then still, as time grew on, I became less um, worried with, with, with price fluctuations. And I don't want to fast forward too much, but at the moment, I, I just, I, to be honest, lads, I, I couldn't care less. I just put my money in. I have it in hardware wallet and it's just there for when the time comes, you know, that it gains, uh, gains value. 
He um, does PCA. And for anyone who's on the podcast and can't see Stephen, whatever you're eating, it must be working because you're a fit looking fella. <laughs> yeah, well, not too bad, Danny. I, I, I did play a bit of GA there till maybe this year. I'm, 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 uh, I'm starting to get a bit of sense. I'm, I'm pulling out of that now because I'm reaching uh, the age that you have to just uh, kind of walk off the pitch. But uh, no, I, I like to keep fit. And like I know from meeting you and your training methods and your nutrition methods, they're very similar to what I learned about. And I just think it's if, if everyone in, in the country, everyone in the world could understand the real nutrition, we'd be away in a hack. And there's a big, huge Bitcoin fiat money kind of a interlink there, too. And if people become could become more educated and aware of a lot of these things, the world would be a way better place, I think. Yeah, you, you, you join Bitcoin to get rich. That's what I did. And yeah. then you realize how to get healthy and all sorts of other uncorrelated stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kevin, give us your story, man. How did you come into this thing, or what was your what was your entry? Um, my entry, I suppose, was always questioned about money, as in how did it work, and also how to make more of it. <laughs> what age are you, Kevin? By the way, we should shout out the ages, just because I think that again, for people who aren't on the uh, on the uh, uh, Stephen, what age are you? Forty-two, didn't he? Yeah, if you're okay to disclose your age, obviously, like if there's people going, <laughs> you can give us a range. But uh, Kevin, what are you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, I, I sort of tried to get a, a couple of different ages. Go for it, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah, twenty-five. Awesome, young lad. So yeah, just basically, I was always interested in how money worked, and also like a few questions that pop up over time. That like my father built his house for thirty thousand. I think you say the same story. Yeah, he built it for thirty thousand, and then nowadays that same house probably cost three hundred thousand. So it's just a case of how how did that happen? And it was always a question of how how money works, and especially how to make more of it. But then during lockdown, I finally bit the bullet. It was actually I seen a TikTok about uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book praising uh, rich dad poor dad. So I said, right, I'll go for this now and read it over lockdown and make use of my time somehow so i read that and to be honest that was the, really the start of it like reading that book it's like a, a light switch it's like you finally just it makes sense it's like you, you're thinking one way and then next thing you read that book and everything is just turned backwards it's just once you know how money works i think it's it's not easy but it might be simple more simple how to, how to make make money but um that's basically how it started for me and then I was in the mindset of financial education and trying to get as much assets as possible. So I did construction management in college. So I said, right, building could be one and maybe into the real estate. So I, I even changed from civil construction projects back into building. Uh, so I'd get a better knowledge of how building work and maybe how just to get a few skills and in the knowledge of real estate and building. So I even did that. And on the side, then I was working on just Bitcoin. It was like the greatest performing asset out there. And I also seen your videos. So it really kicked off with your videos, in fairness. But then I did the boot camp, I suppose. And then after that, I went learning more and more on YouTube. Um, all of Michael Saylor's work and Jeff Booth and Robert B. Love, I think they're really... Um, really, really good uh, episodes to watch. Like I travel from Kerry down to Cork every Sunday and back again Friday. So I have two hours going each way. So I tried to make use of that time as well. And 
I flew through those series. Once you start, it's hard. It's hard to start to go get through those series. But after the first two or three, you're all in. As in, I think Stephen said there with the rabbit hole, yeah. just gets deeper, yeah. and deeper. And I suppose um, also on the the real the real estate side of things, like I think there's a statistic out there um, just this year alone. House prices have increased by 17%. So, like the average house price is 350,000, right? Divide that by get 17%, that's roughly 60k. 60k in six months is 10 grand a month. So, like, I, I don't know how anyone can kind of save 10k a month and actually stay in the same spot. They're not actually getting any closer to buying a house. So, like, if you really it really makes you think of what's going on. Like it's just simple. It's just a case of stepping back. I think you know, like everyone has the same questions, but they just don't think twice about it. They're just happy. Like ten percent. If everything goes up by ten percent, and you work fifty weeks in the year, you're working an extra five weeks. Like just to stay in the same spot. Like it's it, once you start asking yourself or thinking twice, I think you yeah. um. question. That's incredible. Yeah. The ten grand a month, like it really hammers at home. You can say house prices are going up, all are going up. Whatever. And I'm trying to break it down to see you've got to be earning ten grand a month more to stand still and and continue to try and become a homeowner in the future. It's 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 crazy, like. Yeah, but I think it's very hard to understand Bitcoin as well, unless you actually understand how money works. And it's it's hard to explain to someone about Bitcoin if they don't know anything but money like it's i think it's any if anyone of you try to tell your friends and they just don't know anything about it it's just <laughs> yeah thank yeah you. The, best, the best way to explain bitcoin to people is to first just teach them about money i think and then when they realize how much of a rigged game it is and they go all right well that's why i can't get ahead or that's why it's so difficult right maybe i'm a bit more open to something else uh, so I, i'm like yeah explain fiat explain gold and then just tell them that Bitcoin is digital gold, and they sort of get it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, let's go to Carl. In, what age you, man? And give us a quick little intro into your uh, story. Thanks, Kevin. That's awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I'm 25 as well, so I'm uh, I've sort of new to Bitcoin there, and the lot. Well, I've 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 been learning about it over the past two years, but I've only sort of emerged myself on it with investing there in the last month or two, but. Um, I've just, I've heard, it's always been floating around, you know, the word Bitcoin and stuff, but I never really knew what it was or had mates that sort of threw money into it years ago and some of them made some, some of them lost. And um, it's just nothing that it, it just didn't really interest me. But uh, over lockdown, I started to see your videos and stuff come up a lot on Facebook through my feed. And um, just over time, I just sort of thought, what, what is this? And sat down and had a look at it and then i done your boot camp and or done the basics first and then it, that really opened my eyes to it to to want to go and you know like the lads there saying watch youtube videos and stuff and it's, it's just amazing how much it you know it grasps you when you when you start learning about these sort of things and and, and the whole system of it how everything works and how you're thinking to yourself all these years you spent in school and nobody's everyone feels to mention this to you and you, you know and uh <laughs> then you're tr you're trying that you're trying to sort of say to your parents or you know your my older siblings and stuff about it but i don't have the words to <laughs> like you i find you break it down quite uh you simplify it a lot for a lot of us ones you know that people come and do your courses and stuff but it's uh 
it's a lot to wrap your head around Bitcoin, but um, you know, if you if you do take the time, you know, to sit and listen to podcasts as the lads are saying and and different wee things, you know, you start to realize that 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 the whole this whole system that we, this fate system that we've been in for years is just as you say a rigged game, like and you know it can't go on forever, um, and it, it gives you a bit of hope, I suppose, you know, for the future. And, and it's not like, you know, I, I used to say to my, my dad, I remember whenever I was younger about, you know, what about these, my dad's from America and there, there's a lot of stockbrokers and stuff. He would call me, ah, stay away from that. And they're, they're just arseholes. And, but you need big money to get it, to get into them sort of things. And the thing that attracted me to Bitcoin is you can, you can start in a five or a week or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you can afford, you, you know, you can get into it, like, and it, do, it doesn't need to be mega bucks, like, and you have the potential for it, you know, well, wherever it's going, like. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for that, man. Um, Mark, last but by no means least, uh, tell us your story, your age, and uh, and sort of your 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 journey. We, 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 we've all fallen down this rabbit hole, and, like, I know I still watch my podcasts every day, and I'm sure you guys do, but uh, I think everyone has a similar story. But, yeah, let's hear yours, Mark. Yeah, I, well, I'm the, probably the daddy of the group here. I'm 50 in a couple of days' time, so. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 been a long journey for me. Um, like, originally, I was in stocks and shares back in 2008 and got completely wiped out. Um, and then didn't get back into the marketplace, got back in maybe five years ago, and then I heard about crypto and thought, mm, this looks like I can make some money on, like everybody thinks and um, didn't really understand the Bitcoin concept. Uh, so like a lot of people bought a load of altcoins, too many. Um, and then I started looking at Bitcoin um, back end of last year, probably November time when it was near its all-time high. Um, put a little bit of money into Bitcoin and then I come across you <laughs> and a few others and I thought, mm, this looks interesting and um, came and did your boot camp. Uh, learned a massive amount and then it like to say that that just sent me down the rabbit hole and what a rabbit hole it is <laughs> it's just constant learning and taking on board like the as you say the transport university so every time i'm in the car in the shower and got a, a, a few minutes it's just constant learning and i think for me like my journey into bitcoin has been like it's maybe learn about things like banking and government and history and i don't know sovereignty and you could say it's pie in the sky, but ultimately freedom. And it's like, it's really, I, I don't know. For me, it's when you hear about this thing of, you know, you can't change Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin changes you. And I used to think that was a load of crap. <laughs> like I used to think, oh, that's like real, like cultism and stuff. But it's so damn true. Like it's, it really is. It opens your eyes. And it, for me, it's like Bitcoin's, it's, not, it's, it's both like an asset and it, but it's a state of mind as well. Like it's it, like, I think I might have said to you before, it's, it's um it's really changed my my outlook on life massively and I remember speaking to you before about I was going to sell my car and stick the money into Bitcoin and that was it but it's more than that now like I've sold the car and it's like I'm not just going to put it into Bitcoin I'm going to spend money on my family and doing stuff with the kids and it just for me it's just been a big mind blown like once you know the whole the whole altcoin stuff like I've got rid of a load of my altcoins and now I'm just since. I did the consultancy with you. It's been DCA Bitcoin, and that's that's it. You know, it's it, it's it's amazing how I think Bitcoin gives you a, a different perspective on the future. It, but like it changes you in the present, 
Uh, and like my outlook on this is if I'm totally wrong, okay, and Bitcoin isn't the be all end all, well, it's still good because all I have is today. It's like, you know, my granny would have been really religious, like to the extremism. Yeah. Uh, and she died. But like, I think that's, I don't want to say a load of nonsense, but like, I, I wouldn't have the, the faith that she would have had in the Catholic Church. But she got to live her life really happy because of having that faith. And I suppose yeah, Bitcoin, it's... in a sense, it's all, you know, and that's all that matters. So it doesn't matter what you believe, what you do. The end goal is the only reason we want money is because we think it's going to make us feel good or we think it's going to give us more time with our family, which is going to make us feel good. So if you can get the feeling today and the positivity for the future, well, you've already won whether Bitcoin succeeds or not. And if it fails in 20, 30 years, well, then you can be miserable. But you've had 30 years of feeling great. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for me, it's like, you know, we, yeah, we're, we're saving Bitcoin for our futures, but we don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. But, we, but you don't forget to spend the cash you've got on your on your on your present exactly yeah bitcoin sort of the, it is about deferring gratification for the future but yeah. you have to balance it up i think as well just with that point you're making mark 100 with, with but, but what about today i can't defer my happiness uh forever uh, and you know you, you do have to spend some of your time some of your money uh for today so my next question this is just how do you deal with the price action the volatility so you guys are in the space you know, you you aren't beginners anymore. You've done a good bit of uh, learning and understanding and you've dealt with volatility. So does anyone want to kick that off? Like, how do you deal with the price action? Are you concerned with it? Does it worry you, the volatility? Are you, do you just accept it's part of Bitcoin? Um, feel free, whoever wants to I mean, grab I'll, it first. I'll kick it off if you want. I mean, Go for it. me, because I went through 2008 with the stocks and shares, when I was, what I would say back then, a financial illiterate, and then since then, and maybe the last five years or so, is learning as much as possible about finance, about money, about the markets and stuff. But now it's made me have a much more of a, I don't know, if you're going to call it like an iron stomach or whatever, where it's like a case of this is how it is. This is just it. You've got to, you know, hold on tight and, as we say, huddle and, and, and don't let your emotions take over where back in 2008, I pulled everything out because... I'd lost, I'd, I'd, I'd had paper losses, which is what they are. Um, so now I see that the volatility is really bad. So I'm, I'm buying more. <laughs> Deadly. What about the rest of you guys? How do you deal with the volatility of the price action? Does it sicken you? Or are you just so hardened now that it doesn't even affect you? Or do you love it like Mark and he buys more? <laughs> I'm lo I'm loving it at the minute now because I'm still trying to accumulate <laughs> with my lump sum. So down long may it last for the meantime anyway. But uh, no, before before I before I first bought my first bit of Bitcoin, I was always watching it every day and like, oh, what's up to this and it's down to that now. Whereas I think it was my first consultation with you. You were saying you know try and get away from looking at it every day, and I think that's helped me if you know what I mean from just you know sticking it in and, and understanding that it is going to go up and down every day and to my uh it, it's actually since I like I've we split my lump sum into a couple of portions and I, each time I've went that's the dollar cost average has worked in my favor you know that it, I've actually got more bitcoin for my money so I'm happy enough with it at the minute like but, super you're on the accumulation I think probably yeah. we're all here probably on the accumulation none of us were yeah. super early bitcoiners um kevin what about you how do you 
manage the volatility does it concern you or is it a gift or or just what do you think of it like you know because obviously our friends our family people who aren't in bitcoin are like what is that like sure surely that's crashed you're an idiot dinny why you're buying us at 60 percent down but um yeah no i i just i'm basically just doubling down on what i've been doing the last last while just to as as people say it's on sale so trying to make use of it um the volatility i'm same as the more you get into it the more you just don't care about the short-term price and i was the same looking looking at it there every day or uh, you'd get notifications on your phone oh it's up five percent or down six percent and just turned it all off and just you get i get the email now every week that you bought so much um on say monday or whatever and that's all that's all i really look at it sometimes i do look at the price there you come up on twitter and stuff like that but um the the market itself just not really interested in it only just the fact that i get more from my book that's all would you say that uh, and i meant to mention the book name again because i know people say what is that book but rich dad poor dad robert kiyosaki would you say that the education you got in that book helped you realize that the daily price action of this asset isn't what's important in changing your thinking um i'm not sure about that but it's just if, if it's, it, that that book taught you just to zoom out like that the prices are only going one way as in as in other assets like john yeah 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 obviously crypto was not mentioned yeah. it didn't exist yeah yeah like but, but if and the same with bitcoin if if the there's more and more people getting into it and there's less and less of it there it's gonna go one way eventually like hmm. deadly Stephen. what about yourself does this yeah, volatility no. keep you up at night Look, I'm, I'm exactly as the three boys there. I, I couldn't care less what happens now because, and it's not shown inexperience. It's just this this faith that you've built up and kind of, you, you, you just know in the deeper layer that there's nothing to worry about kind of thing. But, but like the lads at the start, I was checking the phone, checking Coinbase, looking at it going down, looking at it going up. You know, you're up maybe one week, you're down the next week. But now, honestly, lads, no. I, I don't even check it. I, I, I couldn't care less because all you're watching is the, the few videos you put out, Dini. You're looking at a few guys you follow on Twitter and you're just really trying to push on your education to to be able to... I think I think Carl might have said it there. It's, it's grand when you're watching the videos and you understand everything, but then to explain it to someone from your family or, or relations, it just takes so much effort and... As as one of the boys said there to to, to you, Danny, he, he gave you you know a bit of a, a plum. He he said that you explain it really, really well, and it's difficult to do that because I I've tried to do it with lads in work. I've tried to do it with my own relations, and I find it it's not easy. It's not easy to explain at all because there's so many different areas that it, it it hits upon. You you never get the time to explain it all to these yeah, people. Yeah yeah yeah. You want to sit them down for four hours. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, sorry, no, I, I rarely look at it, I know it's around 19,000 now, and if it goes down further, like the like the 4E guys, I'll, I'll just buy more, and, and that'll suit me. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I think that just takes a bit of time and experience, I, I was the same, you know, I used to check it all the time, and and then with a bit more experience, you're, you're sort of happy not to look at it, when the next 
bull market comes around, you'd be checking the phone and refreshing it every hour. Like, but at least we're in the bear market now, so you just forget about it. Try and get get myself back fit again and get rid of the beer belly after the bull market. Like, <laughs> prepare for the next one. Get in good shape for it. Um, what's your what, what's your guys' outlook on on the future of Bitcoin? Sort of where do you see it going, or with the education that that or the, the learning that you've done on your podcast and on your your journeys down the rabbit hole. And you want to kick off with that? Like, where do you see Bitcoin going? What do you see Bitcoin in the, f- the future holding for it? Any takers? I think payment. It was Jack, as it um, Dorsey or something. He, yeah, he's new. Uh, the Lightning. I think that's actually. I think that really makes sense to a lot of people, especially like retailers, about losing their percentage and the, everyone is using their cards now to tap. And the, the retailers actually lose the percentage um, every time that those kind of transactions go through. And anyone that can uh, make final payment, final settlement, and also do it for less, I think it's going to make a, a big difference. I think retailers now, especially, looking to, to make any savings they can. So I think that, that'll be even bigger opportunity for bitcoin to to grow and i think that's that's really key like some people can get into bitcoin to understand it but they don't see it being used as a currency or they, they get stopped in their tracks when they start thinking about it as a currency um i suppose we kind of think of it as a store of value but the that's it's really easy to explain then the the lightning network to them and try and help them with that but um the the future it's hard to see people. It's going to take. I think it's going to take longer than people think in the kind community. I, I just really think it's going to be slow. Um, like, like there's going to be so much opposition to it with the banks and. But then again, you you could probably see politicians making um, join America. They're they're um, some of them are jumping on the bandwagon and they're actually getting big support. But I I don't think Ireland will be. I think Ireland will be last in the race for a while anyway. Um, I think America really is the, the best hope. And if it takes off in America and it succeeds in America, I think um, everything is to fall into place. It's deadly, yeah. Yeah, the Lightning Network just being you, the utility of Bitcoin. So we can use it as, we can use the network for payments and we can use it to transact in euros or dollars. We don't have to touch Bitcoin the asset, but you can still have cash finality. Um, what are the rest of you boys? What's your future outlook on, on Bitcoin? Yeah, and it can be personally or it can be how you think Bitcoin's going to go. There's no wrong I think a, a big thing at the moment is um, everyone's talking about putting stuff into cold storage because of the whole Celsius thing and exchanges and stuff. But I, th- I think if we're going to get massive worldwide adoption, I think the whole cold storage thing needs to become probably easier or, or less scary for, for newbies and stuff like everyone getting into it because it can be quite... Um, bit of an eye-opener for those people and like you are doing your retire early course which is directed at that and I think that needs to become more prevalent in the in the thought of the, the plebs if you want to call it like that um that it becomes easier to do for I think if it's going to get a, a, a bigger worldwide adoption less friction definitely yeah. it's too it's yeah. too difficult like you know my mom is not going to be able to set up a hardware wallet and transfer Bitcoin to it. And I know the Maxis will say, well, she should be, or she doesn't, she deserves to be poor then. But like, I'm just being realistic. Uh, 
it's going to struggle for global adoption. And I understand everything Max you say, like everyone should take their Bitcoin into cold storage because now we can see if there is only 21 million or if exchanges are doing what banks do and rehypothecating, and it's like, holy shit, there's actually 40 million Bitcoins in existence here, but they're not really. But you know, if everyone goes and withdraws their Bitcoin from the exchanges, uh, we get to see because the exchange leader go, sorry, we don't have your Bitcoin. And I'm like, well, yeah. I have one. And someone else is like, well, I have one with you. But really the exchange only had one. So they're selling digital air. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the friction at the moment is, is, is too big. But I do think like a lot can change in five years. Like, yeah, you, you know. And, uh, uh, Dinny, uh, sorry uh, to go across you there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't across. No, go um, for Jeff, Jeff Booth in his, in his book, The Price of Tomorrow, now, I've only read it once. Um, I'm going to read it a few more times just to get the full uh, value of it because it's so difficult to process the thoughts in your mind. But he, he compares um, Bitcoin now kind of to the internet, where the internet was in 1999, say around 99, 98, 99. And like, if you remember back then, like we were all maybe younger and in college or whatever, you had your dial-up modem and videos, you know, or maybe took... I don't know, 20 minutes to download and it was just like pure muck. No one wanted to use it. But look, look in, in even five years, the way, the way the internet came on and look at it today. And in my opinion, and just, just the stuff that I'm watching and reading and immersing myself in, I just think Bitcoin could be slow for maybe two, three years. But after that, it's just, it's just going to like ramp on because people are just want, you know, um technology to be quicker to be faster don't be paying these fees when we don't need to be paying fees to card companies and all this racket you know i've even seen blue wallet on my phone and i got the youngster here at home stick blue what well, blue wallet on your phone and it was on the lightning network and we just went and here he gets maybe say 200 sats or whatever it is and i just think i just think it's amazing i just think it's phenomenal i just think i just think but the five of us guys here know what it's like but if we could it's just all about kind of getting our reach out further and you Dinny, you're an influencer you're kind of doing that and i'd like to think us guys are telling our friends hey look at this this is this is outrageous this is crazy this is mad and everyone is just going to start clicking onto it i think to be honest yeah it's it's uh, i always say like it's it's a bitcoiner's duty i think once you understand bitcoin and it gives you hope for the future and you're like, okay, well, I have my normal pension plan. I've given all my money to these, this pension and this, and I've had all my horror stories, or maybe you haven't yet had them, but there are certainly them. And then you're like, okay, this Bitcoin thing, yeah, it's not a proven thing, but Jesus, this is hopeful for the future. And uh, it, it's a bottoms up movement as, as one of you lads said, I think it might've been yourself, Stephen, like the, the incumbents don't want this system to work. So as a bottoms up movement, it's up for us, the people who, who, who think that there could be a better way of organizing ourselves as of in a financial system or not even a better way, but maybe we can, we can, we can use two systems. We can use a fiat system for spending and a Bitcoin system for saving. Well, it's, it's probably, it's probably up to each of us as an individual to get out there and do our bit. Like obviously I've incentivized myself because I built a business around it. So I'm incentivized to go and talk and teach people about this kind of stuff. But, but again, I just think... Dinny, um, I'd, I'd love to hear the lads' um, uh, thoughts on like bringing in the government digital money because, as we all know, but maybe the, the people out there don't know, 
if government digital money is brought in and you know it it, it creates a structure that people don't can lose their freedoms very very rapidly and you know we think we're free people but even at the minute there's freedoms that we lost through you know the lockdown and COVID-19 and I just I just love to hear maybe I'm I shouldn't be doing this but just to hear the the panel's views on the on the government digital money that can be brought in or is it going to be brought in central bank digital communism who's got some views there's mine <laughs> I, do, I tend to agree with you yeah like for me it's uh it's just going to be programmable food vouchers you know you're gonna they're gonna dictate to you where and when you can spend your money but it's not even your money yeah you know it's like they're just gonna you know you you can buy a burger today but you can't buy one tomorrow because you had your quota of unhealthy food for the month like that's the way i see it now maybe that's been a bit over the top but that's not it. at all there'll be carbon tax like it's yeah it's, it's clear there's going to be and if you want to eat your unhealthy food well you're going to pay for it until you can't afford it um but but yeah no it's hope I'm, in bitcoin yeah on, on one sense i'm like you know with that you can be i try and be open-minded and not fall down because the stuff that i don't know uh, about about you know central bank money and how we're trying to organize ourselves and maybe we can do it more efficiently with a cbdc i know i called it central bank digital communism but that's because it has the danger to go down that route like it, it's dangerous okay and that's why i'm skeptical but on the other hand i'm sure there's much more good it can do and it can solve a lot of problems of friction within our system and that so it, it's 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 something that's like for me anyway it's like i don't know enough to probably you know, ultimately be able to have a proper say on it because I don't understand it well enough, the pros and cons, but I'm just skeptical of it because um, you, you see like that in that the freedoms that we have at the moment, but if you go onto a system like that, it's like, you don't even have a right to protest. Now you've nothing, everything's taken away. Uh, and you know, that's a, that's a slippery slope. That's just my opinion on it. I, uh... The thing that puts me off with it is uh, I, I love going on to Facebook Marketplace and getting so I'd far rather buy something secondhand, you know, if, if I can get away with it. And, uh, you know, like a say a phone or a, a bike or something, you know, if it's if I think it's a good enough neck and I can get a bargain, I love it. But like, how, how do you do all these transactions with it, you know, without somebody tracking it or I don't know, say like a, a birthday card or something from your granny and granda, you know, it's it's no more slipping a 20 pound note into it or you know it's 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 just crazy to think you know that that's where we could be heading in a couple of years you know that, that, that there's no privacy whatsoever you know everything's just tracked and it's scary to think like yeah um i think it's the next step as well like for the way things are going it's just the next step they're already trying to do less and less with cash yeah um, less used and they're trying to regulate Say like, as you can only use so much cash to do a uh, renovation in a house. Yeah. They're already trying to bring it in, so it's not even next step. Like, yeah, definitely, and and that's, I suppose we all know this. This is the reason why Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is money you can own, meaning it's money that you can hold in your hand. And we're going to transition to a fiat system that we can't hold it. Like at the minute, you can, as you say, you can have some euros, you can take them home. But if we go onto digital money, then no one has the ability to hold their cash ever unless they own Bitcoin. And that's why I'm like very bullish on let's buy Bitcoin while you can, because, uh, you know, in the future, you might be able to get Bitcoin because you're going to be using permission money. And if 
if someone doesn't want to give you permission to buy Bitcoin, well, that money, well, you have no choice. You cannot buy Bitcoin now. But everyone who has Bitcoin, and there's hundreds of millions of us, we literally have our own economy, you know, that is permissionlessly, and we can we can create a little circular economy um, and we can spend our money and own our money, which is, for me, it's like you just have a finger in there or a toe or a foot in both ponds, like you're not sort of beholden to one or the other. You're not all in on Bitcoin. You're not all in on fiat. You've basically got options. And for me, that's what Bitcoin gives me options and hope for the future. Um, lads, my last question is uh, my fun question, and it's just on price predictions. <laughs> um, anyone, any idea? Let's say it's 2030. So whatever that is, eight years. Well, what would be your speculation on the price of a Bitcoin? And you can give me a bullish and a bearish if you want. Just And it's just a bit of crack. Is there any financial advisors? I'm certainly not one. Nope. No. Okay. So you just have five Bitcoiners on here. Prepare to hear some bullish numbers. <laughs> or maybe not, but uh, anyone want to take that one off first for a bit of crack? I'll kick it off, Demi, if you want. Um, like, I'm not being greedy. Um, I think if I could 10x my money, I'd be well happy. If it was a quarter of a million around that sort of figure, for me, yeah, all good. But that would be my bearish answer, but I think my bullish answer would be somewhere between 750 and a million. Well, but I'd be happy with 250. Like if it was, you know, 10x, yeah, happy days. Sweet. Yeah, I, I listened to Greg Foss. I don't know whether you know Greg Foss. He's a, he's a Canadian. Uh, he used to be a stockbroker and uh, he's got a good manner. He's a bit feisty and he, he lets a few F bombs and stuff like <laughs> that. And he has quite a good uh, way of calculating what he reckons will be the price of Bitcoin in 10 years. And he said something, I think it was um, definitely over a million. I don't know how he uh, calculated it now, but he, he does give the give it in the videos. I don't think I'm, I don't feel qualified to give a price prediction, but I'll definitely go with his prediction of a million. And that wouldn't even be the bullish one, that'd be the, the bearish one, to be honest. Awesome, Kevin, where are you at? I thought you might ask this question. So I just went down to the compound interest um, calculator and just put in today's price. And then uh, I put on eight years at 50% and that's, that's working out like 500,000. But I think it'd be, it'd be more. So that's probably the bearish and the bullish was rounded off to a million maybe. Well, yeah. No wonder we're optimistic. Sure, we're all fucking... <laughs> Living on the hopium. <laughs> yeah. oh, Carl, what do you got? I'm, I'd say, as Stephen said, I, I don't really feel qualified to, to give an answer, but I'm hope of, I would say it would be easy um, in the next five. I would say at a hundred thousand dollars a coin, and then within the next ten, I I'd, being bullish, I would say close to a million, like. From from what I'm hearing from uh, from the sources, <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping it does anyway. Because I, I ten years I'd be thirty five. I I could be sitting in the Bahamas <laughs> with a few cocktails beside the laptop, open just watching it go up up up. But I know it's uh, 
it's volatile out there at the minute, but with the way the track record, and if you zoom out, you know, on the charts and stuff and see the way it's been going over the last 10 years, you know, it's only going one way. And uh, I think it was Stephen saying about it, you know, the more and more people that, that get involved in this and, and start understanding it, I think it's just going to be like the, you know, the, the way you explain the compound interest, it's just going to be the snowball effect. You know, more people are going to start opening their eyes to it and think, well, flip, you know, well, he's made a bit of money at it or, you know, it seems to be going okay for him. I, I need to get into this and protect myself, you know, and because you're just seeing the inflation and the value of, you know, we, we were saving to get a new car there, um, me and my partner, the last two years and what five grand would have got us um, a year, a year and a half ago. It's not even getting you half the car now, you know. You're nearly thinking to yourself, are you better just leasing one out or do you know what I mean? Than, than, than dumping all your money into this and, and trying to invest it into something else because you're just watching it go bump, 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 bump down the way. But yeah, um, someone asked me there today, can't remember where it was now. They said, can Bitcoin go to zero? I was actually one of my friends, actually, who'd be like the last person I thought would ever want to get into Bitcoin. Um, and he started quizzing me about, oh, I want to have a meeting with Jadini. And then he started asking all the questions that he wanted to have. But I was thinking like, Jesus, if someone like that is starting to transition, like there's a lot of people scratching their head um, because nobody questions money in the good times, but in the harder times, that's when we start questioning money. And, and my analogy is simple. It's like, why would more people get into Bitcoin? Well, Bitcoin has this gravity. It's like, it's like gold, like would, go, would the price of gold ever go to zero? Yeah, if everyone who held gold decided I don't want to hold gold and sold their gold, but would they do that? No, why wouldn't they do that? Because gold is the scarcest commodity that acts like a money on the planet. And that's why we hoard it and hold it. Well, would everyone decide to ditch the Bitcoin? Well, I don't think they would because Bitcoin is scarcer than gold and it's digital gold is 10 times better than gold. We're just at a really early stage and the majority of the world doesn't understand it yet, but that doesn't mean they have to understand it. Um, they're just going to use it because their friends use it. And, and, and I'm like, I drive around my flashy blue car, like a plonker. Okay. And I tell people, I was like, I just bought Bitcoin. Just learn about Bitcoin. It protects your purchasing power. And even if Bitcoin only gets to hundred K in a decade, I'll have five X my purchasing power. Okay. I'm not doing that with my other savings. I'm losing half of them. I lose 50% in the decade. Uh, but, but anyway, I go around my flashy blue car and in the next cycle, there's going to be a group of hodlers who DCA through this bear market and, uh, you are all going to be in that group and you're going to, you know, we think we speculate, increase your purchasing power. Now you might not buy a flashy blue car to go around like a plonker, but maybe you have, maybe you have some sort of a, an asset or a toy that you're going around flexing in. And people are going, well, what did you do? Ah, here, first was that lad on the internet, that happy lad in his flashy blue car. And now this lad down the road is the same. And they're not brain surgeons. They just bought Bitcoin and they just told me, learn about Bitcoin. And I thought it's just a Ponzi scheme that he's trying to get me into. But then I learn about it. And then now I'm the plonker. And you know, that just happens throughout the world, bit by bit by bit, because Bitcoin's like a black hole. And it's just the more, the more, the more capital it sucks in, the bigger it gets. What does that do? It means it outperforms every other asset on the planet. What does that do? It means people are going, well, why do I own gold? Why am I buying barrels of whiskey that are going up at 12% a year when inflation is probably 12% a year? I'm not even beating inflation. I need to be going up at 25% a year or 50% a year to actually be getting ahead. Uh, maybe I'll just buy some Bitcoin. And you know, this just happens over the decade. 
and and every every hype cycle it's bigger it's more powerful because all the companies that are building and as you lad said the technology is getting better there's a bit of friction at the moment but like the apps now the crypto.coms and the coinbases you know the basic ones the big ones they're pretty user friendly and uh, we're seeing them all over um you know the likes of formula one and it's the 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 super bowl and that it's becoming much more legitimate so i think a lot happens in the next you know 10 years we literally go from dial-up internet to fucking high-speed broadband (laughs) um did i get everyone in there with the uh with the price prediction bit of crack i think we did yeah um lads anyone anything else to to add in before we get off maybe if you could just give me um where you get your education uh, and you know discounting crypto with any any other resources just to throw out there that you know a youtuber or a podcast or or anything that might be good for people who are watching can i say can i start by saying i think you should be sending us all down a bitcoin hat or a bitcoin t-shirt i'm a size medium by the way as well okay (laughs) (laughs) it is different <laughs> but uh, as the second point is, uh, it's definitely um, probably uh, that poor that that book. If you start there, like it, it, it's that poor that brilliant, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not like it, 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 you'll find life a lot easier. I think if you um, you'll understand the way the world works if you if you read that book and understand that. But then on um, just YouTube, um, anything anything with Michael Saylor. Robert Breedlove or um, what's there? Jeff Boot. I think you can't go wrong. If if you listen to the Sailor series, um, I don't think you, you can be left with any questions after. I think the Sailor series, and that's on that's on the What Is Money show with Robert Breedlove. Awesome, yeah, yeah, deadly. Uh, Stephen, what about you? Have you any recommended resources that weren't mentioned? Uh, definitely yourself, Denny. Um, if you go back through your YouTube videos. There's some amazing education in it, and it's 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 our own. It's someone from our country, and it's really enthusiastic stuff, down to earth, great value. Um, and then, like the lads were saying, definitely Jeff Boot, um, Seferina Moose. Um, he, he has the book, uh, the Bitcoin Standard and the Fiat Standard. They're they're difficult, like, and I'd say we all try and read them, and and you can say you read them, but do you take everything into your head? You don't. So you probably need to read them like four or five times, I said, to get the best out of them. I saw this guy, um, he's on YouTube. I only came across him lately, UK Bitcoin master. master. He's interviewed all them top, top-notch top guys, and I, I found him very good, and he's really kind of friendly, enthusiastic as well. Uh, Jeff Ross, I think, is really, really good. He's he's just really, the way he explains it, his, um, his passion for it as well, I just think he's really cool. Deadly, thanks, man. Um... Oh, anything the lads haven't mentioned, resources to try out there? Uh, yourself, um, as the boys have said, that, that's where I mainly got, got my inspiration for it. And uh, as I said before, you, you break, I think you break it down easy to people that don't, that don't understand it or can't understand the, the big words that are being thrown at them, you know, because it's all new. But um, Simon Dixon's a good one too. Uh, Simon Dixon and Ross Stevens. I think I was looked up. Uh, you recommended him to me. So he, he's good at uh, explaining Bitcoin. Ross Stevens. And yeah, was, so awesome. There was one in the in the retire early club you had sent out. Was it the 
something about money. Oh, oh um, I know what you're talking about. There. Which money? <laughs> Everyone's in the club is shouting at us now. What the hell is it called? <laughs> oh, hidden secrets of money. That's it. Hidden secrets of money. Theory, yeah, and and it's nothing to do with Bitcoin. It's, it's just it's about money and gold and stuff. But yeah, yeah fantastic series. Yeah, to get your your, your the, the cogs going and, and start to get understanding it. As you said, I'll probably make you want to buy gold, but <laughs> yeah, just to put the Bitcoin. Might be a bad thing to own some digital gold and some physical gold. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Mark, any any anything else there? Um, I mean, like like Stephen said, like um, the Bitcoin standard and the fiat standard that really opened my eyes up, and um, it's a tough read. But uh, I decided to get on Audible as well, so this yeah, is two or three times now, which is good because you can skip forward and backwards and stuff. But um, as Carl said, there Simon Dixon, it's a great person to learn from. Um, but one that I've looked at recently in the last few months is Max and Stacy on the Orange Pill podcast. That's pretty good. Um, very informative. Yeah. So Max Kaiser, yeah. Digital's pretty good to listen to. Corey Tipston as well. He's pretty good as well. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jesus. We've plenty of stuff there. I wrote down a few that I hadn't heard of there. Jeff Ross and UK Bitcoin Master. I'll have to check them guys out. But uh, that's fantastic. I think. Uh, Hopefully people listening got, got, got some value and, and hear our thought process. Uh, obviously, we're all different. Um, we're all bullish on Bitcoin. That's why we own it. We're, we're bullish on Bitcoin having a brighter future and fair monetary system somewhere you, where you can just keep the money that you've earned. That's all we want. We don't want magic. For me, I just want to keep what I earned. That's it. Okay. Now, unfortunately, we have to take risk uh, with our money. We can't just put it somewhere safe. And that's the financial system we live in. But, you know, my dream is a financial system where you can just exchange your time for money and keep your money. It's not going to get stolen or diluted over a decade. Uh, so you can work hard for whatever period of your life you want, and then your money will be there for you to spend in the future. Uh, and you don't have to become a full-time investor as well as whatever your trade is. And that's the system we live in now, whereas every individual, if they want to get ahead, they have to be a professional hedge fund manager as well as whatever their career is. Um, and if they're not a professional hedge fund manager, will life just you know, it's always difficult and you never get the time uh, that you should have for the amount of time you've given up to exchange the money. Anyway, Dinny's waffling. I want to thank all the lads, uh, Mark, Stephen, Colin, and Kevin, for jumping on. Give us your insights. I uh, really appreciate you guys giving up your time. And uh, thanks very much for being here, lads. No problem. Thanks, Dinny. Thanks, Dinny. Thanks for having us, Dan.